Are you an entrepreneur, a designer, a developer? Never before has it been easier to get your new venture off the ground. Whether you're just getting started or have already begun your journey, you've come to the right place. In each episode, we'll dive into a new challenge, breaking it down into simple, digestible items. I'm Dimitri. And I'm Thanasis. And you're listening to Listen, Ship, Repeat, episode 17, Building Your MVPs. How's things? All right, <clears throat> everything's good. Um, we are in the fever of uh, South by Southwest. Our company has a great presence there, so we are uh, running 24-7. <laughs> okay, how's it going so far? Uh, pretty cool. Uh, a lot of uh, things come up, came up, and uh, the product is making strides right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got very good reception by the, by the people. <clears throat> what we do is face recognition. So you upload a bunch of photos from an event and uh, the application tells out which of those photos has you in them. And uh, we're doing good so far. Great. That's, that's, that's really good, actually. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Uh, just traveling uh, this week. No, nothing spectacular. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I have absolutely nothing to say. All right. So <laughs> let's move uh, faster to the... <laughs> let's cut to the chase. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's get started. Let's get started. Yeah, maybe, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's something to say, but maybe next time I'll, I'll prepare better. So tonight, uh, what are we talking about? Um, we're talking about building your minimum uh, viable product. Um, should I just... Uh, Give an intro of uh, what that is. Yeah, I guess a very short one. I don't believe that there's anybody out there not. Yeah, there's <laughs> no need. So minimum viable pro- product. It's self-explanatory. It's uh, something that you want to get out there fairly uh, quickly. That covers uh, a basic uh, set of uh, product features that you like, and has the look, feel, appearance, uh, what have you, of uh, something finished. So it's it's polished enough to look good. But I suppose I can say what is not an MVP. So an MVP is not like the, the full product. Uh, you have to make certain decisions. You have to decide what exactly uh, will be going in there. You have no feature creep. And uh, try to polish the uh, initial feature set that you want as much as possible. So you're not building a fully fledged product. And we'll be talking around this a lot uh, because I think that's pretty much the essence of what an uh, MVP is. Right. And an MVP should be built towards uh, validating your most um, impactful assumptions. So when starting up, you made a certain set of assumptions that said, uh, um, I don't know, consumers uh, would want to use this service or customers would want to buy uh, <coughs> this product. And uh, these assumptions, if you... Uh, distill them, they boil down to some very single, simple uh, things that need to be tested. Mm-hmm. And it is those specific things that your MVP should aim to um, test and validate, right? Rather than just having a small subset of the features that's really indifferent to the outcome. Uh, it's not the core product or it doesn't... Uh, it's success or not will not give you enough information mm-hmm. as to how to move forward. Now, uh, what else must I do? Must uh, test. Uh, I just want to 
uh, mention something in terms of uh, so you have you've had an idea you started your MVP and uh, I'll put uh, throw out that one of the um, advantages that, that I see on the, the MVPs that I've had the uh, pleasure to work on uh, in the past uh, I'll throw in the price factor into the mix uh, I'll shine the, the spotlight on that it's definitely uh, much cheaper and it's one of the big advantages and uh, it's a great way to minimize your risk. It's a great way to test something. And uh, if it doesn't go as planned, you haven't lost anything. And what I'm trying to get at is that you're not going all in. You're not putting uh, all your, your stack of chips on the table. Um, so as a matter of fact, it's a, it's a great way to do this uh, uh, multiple times. Right, right. And, <clears throat> well, MVP requires a certain amount of experience. I mean... Um, you, it, you need to have to do it uh, a couple of times before you really can understand how to, uh, what corners to cut and uh, what places to avoid mm -hmm. when building it. And uh, if you are not that person, then look for somebody that does and talk to him, talk to her about uh, what you're planning to do. And the MVP is, uh, the reason you need to do that is because the MVP is uh, your critical path to success and uh, what that means is that unless you do it right you will diminish your chances to uh, succeed and uh, it has to do with the validation of assumptions that we talked about earlier mm -hmm. in uh, let's say that in uh, in fewer words that uh, you need to do MVP right in order to move on to the step two MVP is step one and so let's try to dive in and see what doing it yeah. right means. I, I would go in to say that like an MVP is, is a pre-startup operation because uh, you, you might... Well, <laughs> pre-startup, yeah, I don't know about well, that. But <laughs> I'm just going to uh, swing this back. It is the startup, I believe. That, that is the definition of a startup, an MVP. Fair enough. But I'll just bring it back to the fact that uh, you haven't spent a lot of time, uh, you've, gone, you've gone low risk, uh, you put it out there, poof, nobody cared, and y you moved on. Um, yeah, well, um, I, I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. It's all about go. the determination and how serious you are about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I've seen people saying that they've done like uh, 20 MVPs. Okay, that's, I mean, that's acceptable in one, uh, from one perspective. But on the other hand, you're wasting so much energy. 20 MVPs, right? And how much time did they do this? How much time it takes for an MVP? They did M They did uh, 20 MVPs. Like, did they do them in uh, five years or a year? Well, throughout their lifetime. Okay. Um, of over 10 years. So, um, so that's, a couple, the, that's a couple per year. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, you have pretty a point much. And, and uh, mm. there are even, even weirder cases of people trying out multiple ideas at a time. The thing is that. Uh, before MVP, there is the validation step, and uh, y you need to take that too, right? Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> you need to be before you start doing your MVP, you should have a sense that whether you're in the ballpark or not. And um, the, of course, before the MVP and after the validation, there is a prototype mm -hmm. that you might want to build. Um, which is totally different from an MVP. Exactly. And we're going to uh, explain the difference. It's a different episode. <laughs> Maybe. But basically, what's the difference? MVP, look and feel, polished, uh, prototype, 
Uh, you, you can see under the hood, the wires are hanging. Uh, it doesn't work sometimes. Uh, some stuff works good. Sometimes so some some stuff works well. Some stuff doesn't work at all. It's a, a level uh, below. Uh, we'll be definitely be coming back to this. Right. <clears throat> because I will tell your friend that if he built 20 prototypes in his lifetime, uh, I think that's you know pretty awesome. Because uh, I suppose he wouldn't have expended that much energy. Right. And just to close my thought, the idea is that um, although MVP is cheap in terms of uh, cost to make, it shouldn't be that uh, you shouldn't leverage that so as to have multiple of them. So it's it's. Um, I believe that at at any one time you should have all your eggs in one basket because you should be singularly focused on making it a success. Something that fits between a prototype and MVP is uh, I don't know what they call this, um, but I'll put it out there. You 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 put up a website. With a, a great front end, for example, with your CTAs, uh, a company description, uh, videos, uh, polished uh, logos and design, and uh, maybe you want to throw some money towards uh, some ads so you can get some traffic in, and you bring the people all the way to uh, the final point just to test the waters. So uh, sign up or uh, tap here to use our uh, service. But then you say, oh, thanks uh, for using this. And uh, if you we have your email because you signed up, we'll notify you soon about how uh, we proceed and uh, when we launch. Uh, I don't know what we call that, but uh, have you done that on several occasions? I'm not sure I understand what... Uh, they call it Flintstoning, I think. Oh, to have a real good-looking good front page? Yes, and you take them all the way to the wiring hole, and then you say, thank you for using it. Will notify you when it's ready. Oh, yeah. There, are, th- these are known techniques of uh, like faking it. So uh, you have a button that says purchase now, and you do never purchase, but uh, that gives us yeah. feedback, of course. Yeah. And I'll I'll, pl- I'll place that between. Well, actually, actually, this yeah. is this is a technique being used on any stage and any level. Um, so I'll put that between prototype and MVP, and. Uh, uh, you can use that as a, a method to validate further the product. Um, I, I, I wasn't aware of it, of the term Flintstoning. I, I saw it on the uh, the web when I was uh, googling around what we just described. And but uh, the idea of having the idea of having uh, fake buttons uh, that uh, will help you gauge interest on a specific feature mm-hmm. um, has always been there and is being used on any stage however big or small you are just <clears throat> just as, as in a, you know anybody can use it yeah right you're thinking about a feature on your finished product and uh, this is one of the ways to gauge interest you put out a button that goes to that feature but that button does nothing <laughs> except of course measure the clicks flintstoning the act of moving your desk with your feet without getting out of it i can so All right. <laughs> so uh, moving on, um, one of the things that, uh, of course, we've said it before many times is uh, when you're starting out and you need to stay focused is to choose a single platform versus going for everything. So um, an MVP could be considered just a web application or just a phone application. If you're going for both, um, 
you will double your development time and it's going to be something bigger than an MVP. Yeah. Of course, it might still con- be considered an MVP. However, um, th- that's something that you should consider long and hard before you know committing to it. And following up on that is the implementation time, how long uh, it's going to take you to build your MVP. And the implementation time is going to give you an indication of your products, your project's complexity compared to your team's skills, right? So you might have something simple with a very skilled team that's going to have uh, produced an MVP in super fast time. Mm. On the other end, you might have something very complex with a not skilled team and that's going to take like forever in your eyes. It might take even a year just from the MVP. For the MVP, would it be worthwhile uh, setting a hard deadline and sticking to that and uh, try not to um, actually miss it because uh, uh, one of the advantages that we mentioned is that it's it's low risk, it's cheaper and it feels finished. So uh, what what I'm asking you is basically uh, should you like uh, at all costs stick to the deadline because if you don't, if you miss your deadline and you continue then you're kind of not MVPing and you moved on to uh, building a startup phase or uh, launching a regular um, product and maybe you've kind of missed the point, which is minimizing uh, risk for the third time. I wouldn't totally, I wouldn't totally okay. agree with that as in uh, a firm set deadline rather than just, uh, you know, some rough estimations. Say, we believe that this is going to take three, four months because... When you're starting out, you have no experience at all. You you know nothing, literally nothing. And it's only in th- uh, the moment that you dive into uh, what you are, um, what you want to accomplish, that you realize you start realizing the scale of what you are up against. Mm. Especially for the MVP, and uh, that's in regards to all of the stages of development for the company. Especially in the stages for MVP. Um, I think that a deadline is counterproductive. Okay. I, I suppose uh, we mentioned before about experience, so th- that'll help you too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, only experience is going to tell you if you're deep in, uh, you know, <laughs> um, uh, the S or not. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, deadlines, uh, r- really, you're going to pull this out of your... Uh, you know, out of thin air, out of out of thin thin air. air and uh, it's a family podcast exactly <laughs> <laughs> so you there is no data to back up your assumptions of estimating time at that point you you are a liar yeah. if you are saying anything i mean uh, and basically uh, talking about uh, assumptions uh, the whole thing is an assumption so you, you have to make sure that you can either back these up or throw them out of the window and how to do that metrics so metrics everywhere. A lot of services out there for metrics, from the free ones, uh, Google Analytics to paid hundreds, uh, solutions. Hundreds, of hundreds uh, literally. So t- take your pick. Um, we, we could mention a few, but if uh, even if you just do a search, the core question will come up, and the top voted answer would have uh, the ninety percent market share uh, companies. And uh, if you just want to dive deeper, just scroll down. But the 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 point is that you have to have metrics anyway. You have to uh, set up your, you know, your funnels uh, to see where people are dropping off. 
you have to put in individual events to see uh, what people are using. And uh, so a main point of MDP, apart from you know, product market fit, uh, getting to market will be you know, validating or not uh, your assumptions and uh, determining uh, usage patterns that will help you iterate down the line. Yeah, definitely. And of course, metrics is a double-edged sword, which uh, can either cut or cut you. And the way you can be cut is by overdoing it. And uh, the rule of thumb here to consider when uh, integrating metrics is if you have the resources to monitor them. So if the answer to that is yes, then go ahead and uh, put them. Especially in an MVP, they need to be there are there need to be some core metrics, some core you know mm-hmm. KPIs, right? Um, that uh, key performance indexes that will indicate your uh, trajectory and uh, and how good you're doing. But from then on, and while you are looking at the hundred different tools that we mentioned, right, you're going to see some things that are going to blink in your eyes, like gold. <laughs> Uh, the thing is here that you need to consider and ask yourself, if I'm going to install this, can I monitor it reliably on a daily basis, If at, even worse at a weekly? You know, if you cannot put down those two, three, four hours of analysis that are required for the more complex tools, then don't go for it. It's a wasted uh, time yeah. and money. And uh, as you grow and you become... Yeah, I mean, company, definitely. Yeah. You'll have somebody full-time to do that too. Um so the next thing that I want to point out for your MVP is to have a launch plan. And here is where kind of the deadlines come in. But um, a launch plan doesn't mean deadlines. A launch plan is just the steps that you're going to take in order to launch. And those are steps as in plural. It's not a step. It's not a launch. And this is critical to understand. Um there's a lot of literature out there regarding this topic. Uh, of course, we're not the first to say that. And uh, the, the thing that you need to keep in mind here is that you need to create a campaign, a multi-step campaign that has a beginning, that has a, a middle where things, uh, you, you know, reach their height. And uh, then it kind of never has an end, but, uh, you know, it has a, like a, a slow landing uh, the idea is that uh, you need to work the press or the media or your uh, audience if you are a B2B and uh, you need to start creating some expectations, some hype, give them breadcrumbs, you know, show them screenshots of what you're doing, show them, um, yeah. uh, you know, animations or give specific uh, insights into specific views and s- do multiple soft lunches. Go to specific events uh, with 100, 200, 500 people. Launch there specifically. Launch at 500 people. And that way you're going to get a gradual testing of your platform as in the machine, the kind of bugs that might come out, the kind of uh, load testing uh, that it can take, you know, how many visitors per second. (laughs) We don't want our services to stop working. I mean, it has happened in my lifetime. And um, yeah, you need to start getting a gradual idea of how the product is going so you can make iterations and uh, small fixes before you switch that lever, you know, that opens the gates and the flood comes in. Because at that point, it's, 
also true that uh, you get one chance in the big time, right? Oh, yes and no. So, yes and no. I'm, I'm, yes I'm, no. I'm saying let's yes and no to, because... To, let's uh, try to put some, you know, anxiety here. <laughs> that, that, that's, uh, you know, that's why you're, you're building this MVP. Uh, you'll do it better next time. Because, uh, uh, well, it's uh, the best thing in the world that the gates open, the flood comes in. Uh, it's also... Uh, as realistic that the gates open and uh, you know just nothing happens and uh, right I mean yeah look the idea is simple in my mind I mean I'm going to talk for both cases at the same time if you're a B2B you have a mailing list okay you have a mailing list let's say 500 people it's a moderate mailing list typically it's more like nearly to 100 if you don't have any audience at all and you are B2B, you have a mailing list. You are a consumer application, you have the press, okay? Yeah. And uh, what you have as a consumer application is a spreadsheet with all the outlets that you want to target with their journalists, their names and their emails. And you prepare all, all of this time for the launch. Uh, you prepare with soft launches, Um you start to warm up your mailing list. Uh, if you're a B2B, send them screenshots, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And however, there is a time that comes that says, you know what? We are now open. And this is going to be an email or this is going to be a mass email towards the journalists in the form of a press release, right? Mm-hmm. So this is what I'm saying that you cannot do multiple times. Okay. Agree. That very first unique, uh, you know, eyes, eyeballs that are going to fall onto your service. Now, of course, this puts more anxiety that it needs to as this is an MVP. However, this is something, the point I'm trying to make here is don't do that as your first step, you know, coming out to the world. That should be like step six in your campaign of launching. So by the moment you do it, you're fairly certain that the the engine is working, the product is working, the users understand what they're seeing, you know, everything is intuitive. Yeah. Your copy Absolutely. is uh, optimized. What, what I'd like to add to this is uh, uh, you do get one chance, but don't be disappointed if uh, there's not like a big uh, a bright flash in the sky when you come out. Uh, case in point, <laughs> uh, when, uh, when I, I started uh, my mobile games back in... Uh, 2010 or a little bit before that um, so I did all these things I had the, the spreadsheet with the emails I practiced and studied quote how to write a press release um, had all my social media ready uh, crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's and uh, nobody bought my game uh, so you can imagine my uh, huge uh, excitement and, uh, and happiness. <laughs> However, a couple of weeks uh, later, uh, I started getting featured on the App Store. And, uh, you know, sales uh, started coming in. So Sold, yeah. So I suppose in, in my case it was pure luck, wasn't it? <laughs> I did everything I was uh, uh, supposed to do and, you know, has been proven to work. But at some point uh, I just got uh, featured and uh, through no uh, ac- direct action of mine, uh, people started, you know, buy- buying the game. But I'd like to think also that maybe that was part of the process too, that the fact that uh, I was uh, prepared beforehand, maybe 
one of the, yeah, the, the people that pressed the button to feature this stuff came across it. So they saw a full picture about you. Pardon? When they reviewed uh, your application and what you are, they saw a full good picture about you that you had made all of these preparations, and they trusted you to put yeah, you. Fair, I suppose, like uh, you know, it was it was polished. Uh, the screenshots were great. The, the the description was nice. Right. Um. So maybe uh, just to you know get rid of some of the people. It's not anxiety. that you didn't do nothing. You were set for that. Yes. Yes. So like what I'm saying is just to minimize this anxiety thing that we have going for people is that uh, maybe there's a launch window. It's not like I press a button, the floodgates open, maybe over like a launch window duration, um, yet enough visitors coming in. Yeah. So just be mindful of that, that there's a launch window rather than a launch moment. Right. Not everybody's at the, on their phone or their PC 24-7 at once. Right, right, right. But yeah, I, I, I trust our uh, listeners. I mean, they are entrepreneurs. They have a very strong gut. <laughs> Absolutely. And they expect uh, failure to be the norm here and not <laughs> yep. the rule. Um, so, uh, moving on. Um, e- yeah. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I wanted to mention about uh, how you're going to receive uh, feedback and uh, based on what you see, the evidence and how this evidence may lead you uh, into different uh, outcomes based on your original assumptions. And this is the point where you need to stay open-minded and uh, really understand where this is going. Now, yeah, this isn't like exact science. I cannot put out exact words for it. But the idea is that I've found myself many times trying to prove my assumption when the numbers were driving me to another direction. Mm-hmm. And, um, and now, uh, you know, based on that and following, you know, continuing that discussion is that uh, one of the things that I have also learned through my experience is to fail fast. And uh, that means that, uh, you know, you need to take out um, all your feelings about what you're doing you need to start judging everything on its merits and uh, be as subjective as possible and um, only then you can actually understand if an idea has any chances of flying at all or none at all you know yeah and the sooner you realize that the more time you gain for your next project any advice on how to be mindful of this so you can realize it? Well, advice, you know, again, this is like the bicycle, right? Unless you you fail a couple of times, <laughs> you're not going to be able to smell fail uh, earlier. Because when you're standing out, the, your first, your couple of first times, you really have no sense of... Um, Everybody is telling you, stay focused on your job, tenacity... Everybody's talking about the founder's tenacity, which is their perseverance, you know. Mm-hmm. And you get all of this uh, input of what you need to do from all of those sources. And you you start visualizing the ideal founder into your mind, who is somebody that uh, is heads down and moves forward. No matter if there's a whole mountain in front of them, they're going to dig through the mountain. Mm-hmm. And you're so pumped up and it's really... It's nearly impossible for you to to start uh, telling out the signal out of the noise. 
So I don't believe that there is a solid advice to be given at this point for this specific yeah. issue, unfortunately. So when you fail, uh, you should do it fast, uh, which means that uh, what, what, effectively, what does that translate to? It, trans- it translates to when you're going to you know, shut down, doesn't it? Well, the, yeah, let me give you the opposite example, is that somebody uh, does not accept failure and drags on the courage um, at the cost of their uh, <clears throat> their lives and their soul. I'm not going to get into the economics and how they have managed to, um, to stay afloat, but uh, you're basically... Uh, if we would uh, draw a parallelization with an engine, you're basically burning oils at that point. And the, by the moment when you should have called it uh, quits and uh, called the company, you know, that it's no longer working, and you continue to work on that, you're losing so much energy and so much of your lifetime. Yeah, that it's uh, sad. And... Um, at some point, you have to say, you know, you have to make that call. Now, it's not easy, and it's not, uh, again, there's no exact yeah. science on that. It comes okay. out of experience. So, I suppose it's a question of knowing that uh, you can't drag your MVP on forever. Like, uh, you can't be stuck in MVP hell, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you should have some very strong indicators, like uh, you wouldn't be doing MVP over a year and a half, 18 months. No. Um, you mentioned six months before. I've been on MVPs like for a month, three weeks, and uh, three weeks to build it. It was a, a limited uh, feature set, set, fair enough. Um, but it was also very like a, a pressure cooker sort of uh, environment. So we effectively we effectively didn't sleep uh, for three weeks. But it wasn't a prototype. It was definitely an MVP. Uh, the, the people that paid us uh, went on to launch this. And then I had another example of uh, an MVP that's still going on. We started it uh, years ago and still iterating. But it's a highly technical. Uh, it's about video streaming. So um, at some point, all the big boys came out with their own solutions. So uh, we had to continue to optimize it. And uh, so that's still going. Um, and the, the initial one, uh, they, they launched it. I think at some point they became uh, a startup in the, their own right. Uh, the, the point I'm trying to make is that, um, you know, you, you fail, you, you repeat, you, you get back in there, get back out there. And uh, Yeah, definitely. And um, you, you didn't go all in, basically, for tonight's episode. You know, failure and starting out again, is the is a natural cycle of life for founders and entrepreneurs. Most of uh, st- uh, most of the founders starting out for the first time don't realize that this is a cycle. That this is something that they're going to be doing for all of their life, right? Uh, I mean, if you are an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial spirit, you are uh, you want to make things, you want to do stuff. Yeah, you really get the kicks out of doing challenging, exciting stuff. And those can only be offered pretty much by the startup world, definitely. And uh, the moment you call it uh, quits, uh, you know, the, your company has failed, is the opportunity to start the next one. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, the, that, 
And that's 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 a positive note, right? I mean, uh, this is what I keep in my mind when I find myself in similar situations: is that the more I drag this dead horse on, the more I'm stealing time from my next venture. Excellent analogy. Don't beat up that dead horse because it's dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, just one thing I'd like to say: uh, I'm experiencing a technical difficulty, um, so. Uh, and I don't have uh, my, my access to my uh, the, the outline. So if you can leave right. from now on, and if you can, okay. if you, well, if you can close like, us just later like. on. <laughs> uh, just one thing, if that guy can get away with his kids budging in on a live BBC interview, it's not the end of the world for me to say that uh, my, my phone ran out of battery. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. We just finished, actually, and we only... All right. Yeah, we I was kind of blind there for a second. Wow, nice. It was perfect timing. We just have, you know, a few examples to go through. And uh, if you can lead with that, because the only thing that I know from the... We've wrote down Slack, Amazon, Facebook. The only thing that I can talk about is the iPhone camera app, because there was a screenshot that came out that uh, yeah. showed all the iterations of the iPhone uh, camera application, starting from the first iPhone down to the latest one. I wish we had access to it right now. I couldn't find it. Like, just describing each step from... Uh, it's basically nine iterations, isn't it? Like, one with eight, every major... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The very first one had nothing except a button. The second one allowed you to preview. The third one gave you the option to record the video as well. So, you know, stuff like that. Mm. Up to the point where it's the today's uh, application. With... Uh, Everything. Panoramic <laughs> and uh, that depth sensing thing. And yeah, yeah bells and whistles. Yeah. But still retaining the uh, spirit of the initial release, which is the big round button where you just press and you take a photo. So they've done a, a nice way to just uh, put the stuff around it without uh, diluting uh, exactly. the initial experience. That was an awesome job, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I mean, Facebook, everybody knows the story, you know. Yeah, everybody's seen the David Fincher movie. And uh, he, uh, he intentionally aimed at a different market than what his end market was, right? Yeah. This is a thing that I always keep in mind from that case. So the initial <laughs> assumption was for people going to you know, university and college, and at some point they said that assumption is a bit... Narrowing and uh, they opened it up to the, the whole world. Exactly, exactly. They nailed down the product during their testing period there uh, exclusively in colleges without exposing the product. And uh, when they, it was time for their big time to come out to the whole world, they were ready. Yes, they were. Absolutely. And uh, meanwhile, people were like, uh, banging the, the floodgates outside saying, why is it only available for colleges? So... I'm sure when they tapped that button that opened it up everywhere, like it really just... <laughs> right, um, right. People just started jumping over the walls to, to get in there. So um, I think that was it for today, building your MVP, S, mm-hmm. <laughs> your MVPs. <laughs> um, yeah. It's okay, they'll, 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 uh, we pronounce it horribly, but they'll, they'll, they'll uh, be able to realize the kind of joke we tried to make when they right, see the title right. written. So bring it home. <laughs> Pardon? Bring it home, Dimitri. Yeah, uh, like I kind of mentioned before that... Ah, you uh, don't even have the notes. Uh, yeah. Okay, I got it, I yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah. I got you back. Okay. Thank you, thank you very much. 
So that was it, uh, folks. That was uh, us for today. Uh, you can email us your questions at hello at listencpp.com. You can subscribe on iTunes by searching for Listen Sip Repeat and visit our website at listencpp.com, where you can find the transcript of each episode and leave your comments. Please leave a five-star review. We really appreciate it. You don't have to leave your review for your full review, just five star. Just click on them. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you. And talk later. Bye.